right, we're listening to the music. That's Bonnie Ray. That means it's another edition of Not Fake News, a podcast exposing and analyzing misinformation, disinformation, and no information in the news. I'm your host, Mike T., your Ivy League conservative and a former Democrat who has come to his senses. I'm coming to you from the great flyover country, the great Midwest. Have you ever been in a meeting where the host or facilitator begins the meeting with, I don't want to offend anyone, so I will introduce myself, present my pronouns, and ask you to do the same. My pronouns are she, her. What's yours? Well, I have been in such a meeting, and maybe because as a juvenile court lawyer, I deal with the state's children's services agency and other government bodies that seem eager to embrace woke concepts and terminologies in their effort to be more inclusive to trans and non-binary people. Uh, Those are people that don't like to be fitted into the traditional male or female descriptions. At first, when confronted with the prospect of sharing and respecting pronouns, I did not know how to react. Maybe because it caught me off guard. Maybe it was just plain weird. I figured it was some kind of passing fad and that it would soon go away. I was wrong. The forced sharing and respecting pronouns is apparently here to stay. It is being imposed upon society by unelected government bureaucrats and administrators. I see this kind of wokeness as an infringement on my liberties, and yes, I do take offense at being forced to play this game of political correctness. So what does one do when confronted with this? What is the proper form of civil disobedience? Well, last month I read an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal that made me, it made sense to me. It was an opinion written by Colin Wright, an evolutionary biologist, and the title read, When Asked, What Are Your Pronouns? Don't Answer. It was advice to reject participating in what he described as the pronoun ritual because he argues that participating makes you complicit in gender ideology in their regressive belief system and thereby legitimizing it. Uh, He wrote, far from an innocuous act signaling support for inclusion, It serves as an implicit endorsement of gender ideology and all of its radical tenets. His solution? The only proper response to the question, what are your pronouns, is to reject the premise that gender ideology is legitimate and refuse to answer. The evolutionary biologist's position on the topic made sense to me, and so... I decided to take his advice and reject participating in the next pronoun ritual that I would encounter. 
and it didn't take long before the next opportunity presented itself. A week later, it was a telephonic semi-annual review conducted by the Cuyahoga County Division of Children and Family Services. Now, as a guardian ad litem for a neglected and abused child, I was invited to participate in the meeting discussing the progress on the case plan services by the parents uh, who had, uh, whose children had been placed in the temporary custody of the agency. The moderator started out explaining that because she didn't want to offend anybody by calling them an inappropriate pronoun, she directed each person in the meeting to identify themselves by name, state the relationship to the child, and identify the pronouns each person wished to be identified by. When it came to me, I explained that I did not want to offend anybody, but that I chose not to play this game. And then, instead of merely stating, I reject the premise that gender ideology is legitimate, I refuse to answer, I went a little further and expressed my thoughts as to why I disagree with the new protocol. I even thought I would be clever and inject a little humor in exposing the absurdity of it all. I said that if anybody wished to address me with descriptive labels, that my preferred label was King, Prince, or Your Majesty. Well, this statement did evoke some laughter, and the meeting ended without any further discussion about pronouns, adjectives, or adverbs. And by the way, speaking of a humorous response, there was a great cartoon published in the Cleveland Plain Dealer on March 14th. It showed a woman at a counter speaking to a man sitting at a computer typing in her responses to his questions. She says, my pronouns? They are me, myself, and I. And then she says, my adjectives are entitled, unreflective, irritable, and testy. Let's not discuss my non-secretors, mixed metaphors, and dismissive expletives. That cartoon is suitable for framing. Back to my situation. So a week later, in checking my emails, I came to discover that the Children's Services Facilitator did not take kindly to my resistance to the pronoun protocol or with my sense of humor, as she submitted a formal complaint to the court administrator about what she described as my inappropriate reaction to this new woke protocol. I was given 10 days to respond or face removal from the list of assigned counsel or guardian ad litem appointments. In other words, I would be canceled. No soup for me. Off the list. No more cases. Goodbye and good riddance. All because I would not participate in the pronoun ritual. Amazing. But true. In the United States of America in 2022. Now before I get to my response to the complaint, let me say that this discussion about sharing and respecting pronouns and the introduction of pronoun protocols or rituals is no trivial matter. This is not a passing fad that will fade away. The proponents of gender ideology are part of a larger movement aimed at normalizing and institutionalizing 
the abolition of biological sex in favor of gender identity. It is also part of an elitist-led so-called progressive agenda to regulate behavior and control our lives. Now, in preparing for this podcast, I looked to the Declaration of Independence and a book written in 2015 by Charles Murray entitled, By the People. You may recall Charles Murray as one of the first professors who had been rejected from speaking at college campuses for speaking out against woke education, political correctness, and systemic racism. He is a brilliant and courageous man who has written several books, most of which have been banned on major college campuses. I encourage you to order the book, By the People. You probably won't find it in your library, as it is an excellent treatise on how the administrative state became out of control and how to rebuild liberty without the government's permission. Now, first, the Declaration of Independence. I find it helpful from time to time to read it. It's a remarkable document. It captures the passions of a people yearning to be free of tyranny. It never gets old. It should be posted on the hallways of our schools and government buildings. It should be read to our children and to our children regularly. The Declaration of Independence is the ultimate statement defending ordinary individuals against government overreach. And the section that appeals to me about my situation here is this, quote, when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. In his book, Charles Murray describes how civil disobedience can be employed to transform the regulatory state for the better. He says that civil disobedience is justified when the regulatory state infringes upon our constitutional rights. He writes that the American government does not command blind allegiance to the administrative law. It is part of our national catechism that government is instituted to protect our unalienable rights and that when it becomes destructive of those rights, the reason for our allegiance is gone. Murray proposes a declaration of limited resistance to the existing government in certain cases. Now, Charles Murray wrote his book five years before covid his advice is applicable to the COVID regulations and mandates as they certainly infringed upon our constitutional rights. It is also applicable to resisting gender ideology. So what happens to the complaint filed against me by the social worker who found my response to her pronoun ritual offensive? Well, first of all, let me say something about her complaint. I find it interesting. She stated in her complaint that because I stated that I am not playing this pronoun game and then said you can refer to me as king or your majesty, she felt that the extra comment about my possible royalty status was inappropriate. 
and made it necessary for her to, quote, lift this up as a professional concern, end quote. She also stated, and I quote, this kind of behavior and comment can cause people with diverse SOGI, S-O-G-I-E, to feel that they don't matter. It also takes away from the seriousness of my meeting and undermines the importance. It was an unprofessional response, unquote. Now, I believe that the social worker's complaint was a response that came straight from the human rights campaign seminar she probably attended. SOGI, S-O-G-I-E. You know what that is? I had to look it up. It stands for sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. The term comes from the Center of Excellence on LGBTQ Plus Behavioral Health Equity, an organization that publishes a glossary of terms related to sexual orientation and gender identity. I do not recall offending any SOGI person. I merely rejected the premise of accepting the pronoun ritual and made fun of myself. Make a note, progressives do not have a sense of humor. Worse than that, they take offense at any attempt at humor. So what will you do the next time your employer asks you to identify your pronouns? I agree with the evolutionary biologist who wrote in the Wall Street Journal that the time for politeness has long passed. So I have fashioned a suitable response. And here it is. I don't wish to offend anyone, but I am offended by your attempt to introduce this pronoun ritual. I do not wish to normalize the abolition of biological sex in favor of gender identity. There, you have it. My name is Mike T. That's all I have to say for now. Thanks for listening. And remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great Constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. It's dangerous. It is everywhere. Stay informed. Be engaged. Remember, our republic depends on you to keep it.